1: This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans, for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club.
0: Hello, and we are back with the Everton Fan Podcast this week, a day later than usual. This is The View from the Gladys Street, this is the Royal Blue Channel, and this is your weekly dose of Everton therapy. I'm your host, Ian Kroll, and this week I'm joined by Rob Astle and Graham Callahan. How are we, lads? Not too bad, mate, thanks. Not bad, not bad. Good, Uh, the focus on this week's pod, very much relating to Everton's draw with Manchester United on Sunday. We will, of course, talk about the match, but the subplots may be more of interest to you than the actual game. Yes, we're obviously going to talk about the fast, that is VAR, and we'll also be talking about the match officials, Chris Cavanaugh and John Moss. Dominic Cavett lewin and Jordan Pickford are also on the agenda and we'll finish off with a brief look at the Chelsea game on Sunday. Lads, um, let's start. Um, first of all, let, let's start with just the performance. We'll go into VAR, we'll work, we'll work our way into it. Um, Graeme, let's start with you. First time you've been on for a while, so um, what did you make of the performance? And how, Did we did we do
1: enough for the win? I think it was... A, it was- a game of two halves, wasn't it, kind of? I think first half, I think United probably had the better of it. I think the, they found it quite easy to play through midfield. Um, and I don't think we had the energy, certainly off the ball. Um, I think they had the better of the first half. Second half, we we were the better side for me. Um, did we do enough to nick it? We scored a perfectly good goal, in my opinion. So, so yeah. Um, but overall, on the balance of play, first half, second half, I'd say a draw. You can't really argue. It, it was it was probably a fair result. But the end of the game sort of, you know, puts a taint on it, doesn't it? Because, you know, we should have won it. The goal should have stood. I'm at it already. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird first half, wasn't it? Because we started off well, but
0: then kind of let United back into it. Obviously, the goal has nil, but second half, like Graham said, we we obviously dominated. But what were your thoughts on it, Rob?
2: Yeah, like we got off to like that great start. from The guys howler. Um and then we had that chance just after, didn't we? Um, Carvert-Lewin runs through and the guy makes amends and makes a great save. And it, it was almost like that kicked United into life because I felt after that we couldn't really get near them. Um, and I think I said to you at half-time, I thought we were really poor in that first half mm. um, without United creating loads. Um, and then second half, it was, it was just a different team, wasn't it? We were pressing... Chances with the post, um, yeah, uh, Calvert Lewin and Charlison and had a couple of chances each, um, and then obviously what happened at the end. But on the basis of it, and look at it objectively, you probably say a draw probably was a fair as well because they had two guild side chances, didn't they, in the second half? Baines with an interception, uh, towards the middle of, in the middle of the game, and then Pickford makes amends for, um, yeah. With that amazing double save towards the end. I haven't end of actually the game. watched that save back, so. Yeah, oh, it's unreal. It un- yeah. He just throws himself at the second one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a weird game. It was a weird, weird game of football. Um, it was entertaining. Um, I was impressed with us. Some some individuals I weren't impressed with, but it's all by the by. Um, but we should have won it, shouldn't we?
0: Were well, you happy with the starting lineup? Because the. It seemed a little bit unbalanced, didn't it, with Sigurdsson kind of playing on the left. I was quite happy with Davis and uh, Gomez together. I thought they actually played quite well. And I thought, seeing one or two people saying Davis was poor, but I thought he actually had a good game.
1: Well, I think, I think funny you should say that, but I thought in the first half, Davis was poor. Yeah. And I think that's why we had a poor first half. Yeah. I think in the second half, he got a lot tighter to their midfield players. He put himself about a bit more. That That's what you're relying on Tom Davis to do in there, aren't you? Certainly when you've got a Theo Walcott and a Gilfie Sigurdsson out wide that they don't want, they're not going to mix it, they're not going to get involved. Tom Davis, is, you know, the, there's a lot of pressure on him there and I think first half he, he wasn't at the races, second half he was and I think that went a long way to improving our performance. I think United found it more difficult to, to play through the middle of the park. Um, their, their, their play broke down a lot more which allowed us to get on the ball and, and start making a few more things happen. Um, Sigurdsson on the left or the right for that matter doesn't work and I don't, again I've said this before, I don't think... As part of a, of two players in midfield, it that, that he doesn't work there either, and it's not his fault. That's the system that we've sort of fallen upon, and it works for us it's at working, the moment. Mm. But unfortunately, that means there's no room in the side. To He's been shown, didn't
2: he that was just you looked at that team on Saturday, and, it was, it was and I like. don't
1: I don't really understand why why he goes with him on the left over yeah. Bernard. Well, is it strange
2: then that Bernard, like I said, just said, didn't start? Well, I first, first I thought, when I showed the team, I thought as he tried to stick him in that Bernard, the, the role that Bernard usually plays where. On the basis of it on the paper, it looks like he's out left, but he can drift in and almost have, have like a bit of a free roll. But he wasn't; he was stuck out, sat, stuck out on left. It was like a very rigid four four two, and you can't you can't keep showing him into the team because I think it just cripples us.
1: It's a weird one. Yeah. I think, I've, I've, I've seen some people saying he's in there because he's you know he's good at set pieces and takes a good free kick and this that and the other. But that's no reason to completely unbalance a, a side. I think it's probably I, I like Gilfie Sigurdsson as a as a footballer. I do. I think he's got attributes that are worth having in your team, but is worth to the team at the moment with this formation in this system is not enough to, to start them every week. And there's there are alternatives there, which is another thing that makes me wonder why he keeps... Mm. You know, if, if there was no one else there, then you could understand why he keeps getting put in. So I, I'm half defending him because, you know... He's playing out of position. Ask Ask James Coleman to play up front, and I bet he'll look absolutely useless. Sigurdsson's not a left winger by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm half defending him, but at the same time, I don't know why he keeps getting the nod. Is he sorry?
2: Is no, he is he kind of like? Are we forgetting that Ancelotti's been in his job for what two three months? There's got to no.
1: be a reason why he's doing it. Yeah, you know, like. is
2: he is he basically saying right, all right, this is almost I know there's things to play for, but is 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 Carlo Ancelotti just trying to? get the feel for his entire team, seeing what what works, what doesn't work, what he can do. It's a blank canvas for him, really, when you think about it. And then he can go again in the summer and, and pick what he wants then. It's it's like a, it's like almost like a weird pre-season, isn't it? Is that what he's trying to do? Because he's done this a couple of times now. He did it against... Um, it was at West Ham away, and Bernard got hauled off at half-time and he put Gordon on. And don't be wrong, Bernard didn't have the best of games. I know we've been crying out for for um, for... Gordon to get game time and things like that, but it just seemed to make no sense. That, that move, I, I, I don't totally
0: get, disagree with you, but do you think then he's saying, Well, I know Bernard's good enough to be on the left, so I'm just trying out other players there. And next season, Bernard could be
2: the that's what the I'm mainstay. saying. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. To say to is, is he just is he giving himself right? I'm going 4 4 2. That's that seems to be the like the formation he's going for, or, or a variation of it anyway. Is he just trying out different different aspects that uh, different players there? Cause Woby doesn't seem to be getting much of a look in under under Ancelotti, does he? I mean, it depends what they're doing in training. He just might not yeah, be person. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or, or is it that, you know, they're not are they not working themselves hard enough in training? So he's thinking, Well, you're not on the team then, kind of thing. But would a manager or should
0: a manager do that when quite clearly we're still in with a shout for Europa League football and we, Potentially we don't, Champions
1: League. We're, we're guessing, though, aren't we? We don't know why he's doing it. He, yeah. he, you know, he might have attributes that Carlo Ancelotti feels do suit the team at this moment in time. And when I see a starting lineup like that, although, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that doesn't look right, that's that's going to be unbalanced, That's that might not work. It's Carlo Ancelotti, so the other half of me says, well, just go with it because he knows what he's doing. He
2: wasn't terrible, Sigurdsson, mm-hmm. was he? I don't, even no, you said, I probably, didn't think he, yeah, I didn't think he was mm-hmm. terrible, no. I, did, I you know, we are going back to the Tom Davis point there. Tom Davis fell in the same category for me. In the first half, I felt like they weren't doing, they were doing the simple things, but then messing up the final pass. And I felt in the second half, the pair of them improved. They were getting the ball and they were passing it and they were making, they were making you know, bringing the wingers into the game then and they were doing the simple things well, which is what you want them to do. And that made them look better. It's when they try and overcomplicate it, which is what we try and do all the time. Tom Davis does it all the time. You know he he he'll get he'll win the ball like you were saying he what like you were saying he, he's got to do, but then he was trying to take men on and he's he's just not fast. He can't enough. take anyone on. Yeah, he's not, he's and, not that type of but player. But Gilfie Sigurdsson's the same in the same same player. He's not fast, is he? Really, he's got no pace on him. Hmm. But I didn't think he had a bad game. gilfie Sigurdsson. People will probably crucify me for saying that. all Although no, I don't and think he did, now, that. he's
1: playing our position, isn't yeah. he? So we, you know he's he's doing his best. I I genuinely think he's doing his best for the team. He's just
2: not. I thought there was worse players than him on the pitch, At, uh, on. On Saturday, yeah, I mean, staying with Tom Davis, I actually thought
0: or think when he's on his game, he's actually a really good passer of the ball yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, He I'm-
2: put some decent balls in for Sadibi when he came on towards that right hand side, and it's when he does them simple things right that's yeah. what that's what he, and that's what he's got to get. If he's got if he gets that right, then he, he looks like a world beater. It's when he tries to overcomplicate it or when he gets like he, he gets bogged down in possession and he's got to realize he's, he hasn't got the pace or or the strength to. To, to work off it, um, a Bruno Fernandes off the ball or something like that. He hasn't got that. No, he hasn't got any strength, actually. <laughs> it. You know, do you know what I mean? It looks like he's running through standard times. So get the ball, mate. Make the turn and pass. Mm. Don't you don't overcomplicate it. And if Guilfi Ziggerson wants to make it a success, on that left-hand side, if he's going to keep putting on there, do the same. Because he didn't have bad games once he started realising what he needed to do. I mean, it was a bizarre start to the game. I mean Dominic calvert Lewin's
0: open goal, but the all count Dougie Graham. He was my man of the match, Dominic calvert Lewin. I know you're I've spoke to you outside the podcast and yeah. you can be quite critical of Dominic calvert Lewin, but he's scored again. The, the, 30 only, 30 the only thing I'm of critical season.
1: of 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 Calvert Lewin is is finishing. And I still maintain that he can't finish. Yeah, he did have that look at the second goals opportunity, he scored, didn't he? Yeah, running the, in on goal when he, he, told, he
2: poked it. He had a third opportunity as well in the second half and he was running through and he was towards the left-hand side, and Charleston's steaming in, yeah. and he goes for the shot, It's like, you shouldn't have done that, mate. Mm-hmm. A good centre-forward with know where to put that. I know where Graham's going, to, I, I agree with what he's saying. A, a world-class centre-forward would have the intuition to, to put that across the box.
1: He does offer so much, he does, but I think I think it's quite telling that he looks a lot better with somebody up front with him, because he's, he's by no means the finished article, but he links the play brilliantly. He's big, he's strong, he works his socks off. Yeah. He runs channels. He, you know, he, he he's a proper. I've said this before. I think he's a proper number nine. He's a proper centre forward, and you need you do need that. You know, he, he, there's going to be times when he'll be he'll be he'll be invaluable. Um, I just think, he, although he is scoring goals at the moment, the chances that he should be scoring. He's not scoring, and then obviously they're once in a once in a. Season goals like the one he scored against United—that it was a fluke, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, well done for closing the keeper down, but how often does that happen? Do you know what I mean? Um, the, yeah. o- the, the only thing I can criticize him on is his finishing. But as a, as a striker, it's a pretty big part of game, isn't it? You know,
0: it is. And it, but he has got thirteen goals for this season. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because he played very well against Arsenal last week and he scored that goal, and then he missed like quite a couple of other chances. But then you could argue that. Well, he, he's done his job by at least scoring one. The defence let the side down by conceding three against Arsenal. You know, you could say the same in this instance with what happened with Pickford and the playing out from the back. And But I, I, I agree. He's, but the positive for me is that he's finding himself in, in these spaces and the getting these opportunities, and he's, he's at least taken one of them. Hmm. 13 goals, four behind Jamie Vardy, who's on 17, who's injured now. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I'm not saying he's gonna to be top scorer in the Premier League, but he's at least gotta set himself a target, hasn't he, for the end of the season? Ten more games is it left or something like that. It's it's definitely, you know, it's come a long way.
1: Yeah, and he's still a young lad, isn't he? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer, I'm not I'm not a manager or a coach, but surely, surely finishing something that can you can teach someone. I know they go on about strikers' instinct and You know, a fox in the box being in the right place at the right time, but like you've just said, he tends to be in the right place at the right time, doesn't he? Now he just can't put the ball in the back of the net, but you know, he's just become a powerhouse as well. I think his physique, yeah, he's he's a a monster, isn't he? He's he's definitely got stars, he?
2: yeah, he ran bigger, stronger, faster.
1: No, he is. He's, don't get me wrong, I don't want to see him dropped, I don't want to see him out the side, I don't want to see Everton looking to get rid of him. He's, He's a fantastic asset to have. Um, I just think if you're gonna lead the line and be, you know, be the main man up top for 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 a, a, a club aspiring to to go where we want to go, you have got to be able to put the ball in the back of the net nine times out of ten. Yeah. Not 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 two times out. I of mean, 10. You,
0: do you become world class though? Like when you're doing that.
1: Well, he will, won't he? He will. But why? But why not? Why Why can't he become? You know, what we we want world class strikers, mm-hmm. don't we? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, sometimes I think I'd rather him. Not be able to link the play and not be able to do the things that he does and just score twenty five goals a season. Do you know what I mean? Because other, other, the the, the difference between drawing a match or losing a match is, is it's it's scoring goals, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can you can have other players like guilty Secrets you can link the play, drop deep and play between the lines. There's other players that can do that, but to have somebody who is an you know out and out goal scorer who puts the ball in the back of the net. Every chance, every other chance, even that he gets, and scores 25 30 goals a season that's that's the difference. Hmm. Um, and I'm being you know really really ambitious here, like saying that it should be he should be doing it already. But you know, that that's that's the part of his game he's got to improve. No two ways about it for me.
2: Was he meet your man of the match? No, he wasn't mine. No, no. I took Baines or Holgate, but. He's, he's up there with them. I thought Baines and Oakley were fantastic, but back on to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think as a striker, especially as a striker in a football team, you always you'd always want to make yourself go that one step further. The season after, you could argue that this has been his breakout season, really, yeah, in terms yeah. of like you know starting games, and he's he's had like a, a massively consistent run in the team. Next season, so important for him to 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 to, to go on further and score more and improve on his game again, because otherwise. He's just gonna have them critic on his back all the time. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna be as good as him as as in any shape or form, but you look at the development of Harry Kane. Harry Kane edged his way into that Tottenham team, didn't he? He wasn't starting all the time. I think he, he, he had he, loans. He, yeah, he, you know, he wasn't at Leicester at one point and stuff, and he was playing in the Europa League for a lot for them. And all of a sudden, this one season,
1: he went Millwall on loan. Didn't
2: yeah, he of yeah. He, he had this one season where he started. Never was like, oh yeah, that's a one season wonder. And look at him. He's he's England's best. He's England's best striker.
1: Yeah. See, and he and but he and he's in, he's England's best goal scorer. He's isn't England's he? best because goal scorer. Yeah. I'd almost argue. Not that I've seen an awful lot of Harry Kane, but some of the things you see Calvert Lewin do now, he does it better than Harry Kane. When he when he drops deep and you know he links play and you know he's a big strong lad. I think he puts himself about more than Harry Kane does. But Harry Kane scores. Harry Kane. If you, if you want one player yeah. on the end of a ball in the penalty area, yeah, it's exactly. Harry Kane, isn't it? Because he'll, he'll bury it. So, and, and and his attitude as well. Harry Kane claims goals that aren't his. You can see when Harry Kane doesn't score how annoyed he is. I think Harry Kane would probably almost, you know, never admit this, but Harry Kane would rather score at check and Spurs get B4-3. That's the type of attitude you need, isn't it? That's no what guess, you want. Yeah. A goal scorer. I want to score goals. I think... Well you look at members. In, in
2: fairness to him, Calvert Lewin did do that on one occasion this se- this season against City. The gut the ball was I think it was over the line or pretty much over the line. Coleman's chipped it in. It's going in. Yeah. And he nods it in. That's what I want to see from a striker. I, I totally agree mm. with him there. Be ruthless. Take the goals. If you if you you know what, stick him on penalties if that's the case as well. Well, what's Kane
0: now? How old is he? Twenty six? Something like that, yeah. Twenty six. Calvert Lewin's only twenty three, isn't he? So it's it's, he's still got a couple you know, of years got
1: left, hasn't he? He, you can, it, he has, but Kane's been doing it for three or four three years. Three or four, now, four yeah. So,
2: but that's what I mean. This is he has been edged into the team now, Carvert Lewin, like Kane was with Tottenham. Twenty two, K- Dominic Carvert Lewin. Yeah, and Kane kicked on. Like Dominic Carvert Lewin, if he wants to if he wants to be that world class striker, he's got to kick on next season. He, he's a, he's fan. He'll probably get our player of the season if truth be told this year. And and rightly so. Mm. You know, or he would be one of two, probably probably him in Richarlison, maybe. We've got a kick on he wasn't my man of the match though Holgate or so, um, Baines I thought Baines was just sensational all, all day
0: it's hard to disagree I just thought John Lewin led the line um, really well moving on then to the main event of the podcast <laughs> what happened VAR <laughs> um, Rob just I don't even know what to ask to be honest but let's start with explaining your emotions well I sat next to you at the
2: game I sat, I sat next to you at the game didn't I you did <laughs> and, and the get and the initially it was bedlam, and then I realised what had gone on, okay. and I like all the United players were complaining, and I stopped, and then everyone else started to sort of stop picking themselves up from the floor, weren't they? Yeah, but then you and then you thought, oh no, he's not going to give this here. This is something's not something's not right, and and it was just it, it you know what it felt like. It felt like when Newcastle equalised. A few weeks ago, that sucker punch that you think, oh, we just we just won that day," and it's been ripped away from us. That's what it felt like. I've looked at it unobjectively at the game, unobjectively after the game, the next day after I calmed down. I've looked, I've looked, I've looked at it, and I do not see how that is not given us a goal. The only way for me that that is given is offside is If the ball doesn't touch Harry Maguire, if if Calvert Lewin shoots and it goes in that near corner and Gilfie Sigurdsson is still in the way,
0: or it touches Gilfie and or, it, or, goes it
2: in. or it touches Gilfie, they're the only that's the only way it's offside for me. He's not interfering, Gilfie Sigurdsson is not interfering with play, he's not interfering at all with um, the guy's line of sight either. He's lying down on the floor and moves but, his feet, he's not interfering with everything and anything at all. Yeah, he's. But like I said, the only way it can be given for me offside is if, if it directly hit, if, if directly goes in, via it without hit without touching Maguire. It's a it was a disgusting decision to be honest with you. And then what annoyed me even more after it was was like, all like the it was almost like a little club wasn't it of like referees and former referees and all that they all back each other. The only the only person I've seen say. Referee that I've seen say that it should have stood is, but the one and only Mark Lattenberg. Yeah, I was going to say. know. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, does what that, does yeah. that say to you? Well, he said he would he, st- he would give it as a goal. He, he? would give it as a goal.
0: But
1: the, the linesman did give it, didn't he? The linesman did award the goal. I don't know what that was about because it, he seems to like kind of flag or that. As far as I know, the linesman awarded the goal and said that Sigurdsson yeah. wasn't wasn't. But he didn't touch the ball. Yeah, you know. And it was it was. He's not interfering it was John with John Moss. It was the VAR official that, that this allowed. Yeah, he's always. gone into the, yeah, that
0: That's what I mean. Let, are we being a little. I can't even say other than that.
1: It never should have gone to VAR because it's not a clear and obvious error. Yeah, it's that's, it's that's,
0: subjective. Yeah, it's subjective, yeah. It was always going to go to VAR, though, wasn't it? Just the way thing, things are going. Are we I, being a little bit harsh on. I um, say his name, Chris Watt. Cabana. I can't think of another word to come from. <laughs> <sure you> <laughs> no. Are we are we being a little bit harsh on him and the linesman then? Because he has given the goal as far as we're aware, but he's been overruled, and he's, he can't. He hasn't gone to the the sidelines. He hasn't no. gone to the monitors. It's it's probably John Moss who we kind of. I mean, in all fairness, he had a, he had a poor game anyway. In general, mm. the referee, um, but in, t- in terms of the actual goal, sympathy, he probably does need a little bit of sympathy because it's we've gone a bit nuts, haven't we? It,
2: it, 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 you could, all right, you could split this into two arguments, couldn't you? The first argument is, is it a goal or not on the face value of it? And the second argument is, what's the role in VAR and all this? Because I keep reading everywhere that the referee's decision's final. The referee's decision is final. But
0: he's, he's being told, isn't he? He's being advised. So he's
2: just, he spoke to his linesman who's live at the game.
0: But we don't know and if he spoke he's... to the linesman about that, though.
2: What's he going to speak to him about then?
0: I that's, what, that's what I was trying to say. It, it felt a bit weird. I, why is he. Why has he gone to the linesman? From
1: from what I've read, that the linesman the the linesman awarded the goal, well, he mm. told the referee to award the goal. He said, you know, Sigurdsson's not not interfering with play. So, but but when the referee disallows the goal, he makes the VAR sign, doesn't he? He makes the, 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 the yeah. The
2: this so sign. so VAR's so, overruled it. So it
1: was VAR, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. I don't know how it even got to VAR. I've already said it because it it's not that's not a clear and obvious error. To say that he. There, there is no way. There is absolutely no way whether Gilfy Sigurdsson sat there or not. The guy is saving that shot. He's a, not yeah. saving it. In and he's the not story. even in the line of sight. He's of not in De Gea. the line of sight. Hmm. How can he be? How well, can he He might be, but he's not blocking him. No. How can he be interfering with play? He sat on the floor. He cannot get more innate or or, or uninvolved in the match. He sat on his backside on the floor. He's not interfering with play. He doesn't touch the ball. That that's been the rule since I can remember now. I don't particularly yeah. agree with the rule. you know, you should be offside if you're offside, but that's not the rule. The rule is, is he interfering with play? They even talk about phases of play now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well I thought a uh, second phase of play should have as started soon touches it as as Maguire. He's it's, it's a goal. It's a goal all day long. And I, I actually I know you asked like what, what the overriding emotion for Rob was, but I did I didn't know how to feel. I, I got angry and then I got like you say, I got gutted and then I just sort of felt like, what's the point anymore? Mm. I almost just for a split second just gave up and I thought, I don't want to, what is the point? Yeah, this is, I agree. I, I don't even want to, I'm not interested anymore. That this,
0: just ruining it. It's, it's it. just
1: going too far now. It's just killing everything. I just, you just feel numb to it. You're just like, what are we doing this for? what's the point?
2: 35,000 Devon fans for the best part of 10 seconds were an absolute dreamland there right and that was taken away from them by a I know they swore then a, <laughs> a terrible 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 decision from all parts of that those officials from the guys on the pitch to the ones behind var right if they're killing the game like that then something's really really got to be done we've said this before var it, the, the the tool itself works it's the clowns that that are using it that are ruining it mm. you know incompetence you know you look at you look at some of the decisions that it, for just on Everton this season the keen penalty the Brighton, one, yeah. disgusting absolutely no Kenny no Lee way came out and said it was a mistake yeah no way on god's green earth is that ever a penalty you know what i mean you've got that one um you've got the handball that was a deli alley, the Tottenham game. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: If the the ball's floating over, is your arm in an unnatural position? It was up there.
0: We said he was under pressure. That's why the penalty wasn't given. Well, yeah, it's a contact and then,
2: sport. And then you know, I was looking on Twitter like a bit later on in the night, and you wonder why. Everton fans have got the right to have a complex. I think about referees and VAR and and, and potentially being a conspiracy because someone put a stat up saying the amount of goals that. United have had overturned against them. It's a it's ten, ten goals overturned. How many have I ever had like in their favour? None.
0: Yeah, yeah goals. Yeah, we have had VAR decisions in our favour, I think, but we haven't had anything like that. You know, and it's, I'm sure the Tottenham game, one of them got overturned, didn't it? Yeah, there was a we had a penalty. This, no, 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 no. Some, so we've definitely had you Know little things that have helped us in VAR, but we haven't had anything like that. We haven't had a match winning
2: thing no. like that,
0: and uh, everything's been it, against us. It's it, it, it you, you do have to question that, then don't you? Because you only have to look a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you, you've seen it, and the listeners um seen it. But Harry Maguire should have clearly been sent off yeah, against yeah, Chelsea, yeah. for the exact same thing that's
2: sauntered that again against Chelsea, yeah. So it's it's quite the, clearly favouring the,
1: the bigger clubs. The United goal when Fred pushes Aspilaqueta. Yeah, he, he pushes into another United player, and then the referee gives a foul against Azpilakweta.
2: And, and as well, right, all right, going you're talking about there about you mentioned there about phase, phases of play. There's three phases of play in that entire 10 seconds, right? When that uh, don't forget the reason Gilvie Sigurdsson's in that position is because Aaron Wambasaka has it's completely foul, wiped him out. Yeah. them out. Has complete, completely, and Matt Leticia, Matt, Matt Leticia came out on Twitter after and went. It wasn't given because it's not the done thing to be given, but this happens all the time. Mm. He was wiped out. He was he was absolutely polaxed by wan Do
0: you think they're telling that's the why he's in that position about whether they reviewed that penalty decision or not? Because I don't think they are. I think It It'll come up though. It had to come up on the that's screen. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think they've. It's been obviously looked at the um, the offside and the goal, and then a couple of people have then mentioned well it should be a penalty, and they've looked back at that and thought well, it's not enough to be a penalty. Well like Rob just said then, he clearly wiped them out. I know he might have got the sh- shot off, but he still got wiped out whatsoever. So if it's not a goal because of offside, then it's it should be a penalty. I mm. think John Moss, as he was the VAR referee, he's
2: he's lying. Do you know what? I, I, I said this to you after the game on Sunday. On, on Sunday. If VAR, in a world where VAR doesn't exist, right? I think straight away that flag goes up as offside. And the and reasoning behind it is, is because they know, them referees and linesmen know that they're but, not going to be the, the bad. They're not going to be the, the bad guys. The
1: gave the goal, though, or the referees no, gave no, no. the goal, didn't so, so.
2: But they, they know though, it's going to go to VAR anyway. I think in their heads, sublimely now, it's in their it's in their heads to say, you know what? If I get this wrong or I don't give it, it's going to go to VAR anyway. It's going to get fixed.
1: The, m- the My- more I think about it, and I know you're saying like VAR as a tool works, which to a point I agree with you because you get to watch things back and see them again, but it's flawed because all you're doing is giving somebody the chance to make their opinion on what's happened, but they get to watch it two or three times. But it's still subjective. It's still down to that person's opinion. Yeah. So it, do- it it's, it's irrelevant, isn't it? I, I All day long, I, I would say that that's a goal, but obviously John Moss says that it's not. And th- it sort of annoys me then, because like 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 Rob said, you, you see these pundits and ex-referees and stuff all sort of sticking together. And they're so flippant about it. If Everton miss out on a on a European place, a Europa League place by, by two points now come the end of the season, that'll be where we've lost those two points. And people are just like, oh yeah, I've got this lad you know and and it does it it it's a massive big deal like these send-offs and goals and stuff the whole reason VAR came in is because people were saying this is going to cost the club 40 million quid when they get relegated but nothing's changed it's just that they get to watch it another time and make the same mistake again yeah get rid it, of it.
0: it's still a level of consistency i mean it was highlighted on Twitter by a number of uh, people as well uh, the amount of i think two goals this season have been scored when a player has been stood in an offside position in front of the goalkeeper and they've been allowed. So there's just no level of consistency no. whatsoever, no. even with VAR. There was one last night. There was one
1: last night, yeah, night yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to say yeah. that. There, there was one, that last one, night. One, one last night. It was a similar uh,
2: situation. The ball, come, ball Arsenal, comes in. Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, but the Arsenal game, the ball comes in. first. Was it the first goal? First or goal, yeah. First yeah. goal. The, 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 the Arsenal player standing in front of the keeper in an offside position. Obviously, he doesn't touch it all goes in goal given but
1: there's no VAR is there? no no chair. because they played Portsmouth so there's no VAR there's no VAR VAR, nobody batted an eyelid nobody said a word The commentary players no one appealed nothing
2: I think one I think one thing what solves it is scrap Stockley Park
0: scrap it do you think it should just go straight down to the referees running over to the monitors? Yeah, like it works in Spain. But even and, and then, Germany. though, in the World Cup, I remember it wasn't all rose. Ro- I'd get rosy. rid of the
1: thing completely. Everyone, they, they make mistakes with VAR. They make mistakes without VAR. But at least, at least we didn't lose the emotion and the and the and the excitement and the furore around goals. Like, it's I just, still think it's it can work me. for
0: offside decisions.
1: I'm not saying it has worked. But even worked. that's gone. Like, do you know what? It's like maybe you'll think I'm talking rubbish, but. I, I, I watch players. I watch players walk ten yards down the touchline with the ball for a throw-in from where it should have been taken. Now that's gaining an unfair advantage. Yeah, You're cheap. gaining, te- but then a goal will be disallowed because a player's shoelace is is further forward than the defenders. That's not gaining an unfair advantage. Walking ten fifteen yards down and that, it further up the pitch with the ball is. So, you know, you've you've got to draw a line somewhere, and my line would be scrapping it. Just get rid of it. Uh, again another thing what irked
2: everyone afterwards it was the reaction of the referee like you mentioned there they're so flippant and that's what it was like on Saturday oh sorry on Sunday he, Carlo Ancelotti I'm, I'm sure you're probably going to get on this but Carlo Ancelotti walks over to Chris Cavanagh right and his linesman none of them look him in the eye and he doesn't go over. He's not going over on the bounce. He's, he's not doing what Pep Guardiola did against the Anfield and, and screaming Michael Oliver's face. He's not doing anything like that. He's going over, asking for an explanation, and then he get all on to say, they and he gets all get, get on to say, any, and then but he but didn't you have know what to send them up.
1: off. Did he? Because he just said, "Listen, Carlo, I'll, talk, I'm not I'll talk to, speak to you. I'll talk to you in the dressing room." Talk to you in the dressing room, yeah. They probably but don't then, even do that though. do they? But then you've got well, what was it he actually said to him? You're, you're off or oh, oh, get off. Said, it was, it was him, off you, him it off, off you go.
2: It was off you go and oh. pointing. And
0: it's like, you know what I mean? The little whim. Honestly. but in all fairness to him, he didn't make the decision, no. did he? Which is, no. I agree, it- he, had a, he had a poor game in general, but he's probably thinking, he, Carlo's gone over on the bounce, which I'm all for, by the way. But then he's thinking, like, what do you want me to say? The goal was actually, you know, not chalked well, out by me. He could have said that
1: thing, not he? Yeah, he have, yeah it was have. Yeah. i
0: explaining and just Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think the the problem they probably are told just keep your mouth shut. And it, but unfortunately, it comes across as they're being quite arrogant and, like you say, flippant. And it it doesn't doesn't help them. You hear the rugby referees all the time explaining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything to the players respectfully, and that that those rugby players. High end, high quality, you know, top internationals, they respect the yeah, referees yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the complete
2: opposite in football because the silence, it's just a, it's just a killer. It's definite. It, it, you know what, right? I I was watching, this is a few weeks ago, this, I was watching the um, the Wolves-Leicester game at, um, at Molyneux on, on a Friday night and Mike Dean was the referee and it was at half time when um, Wolves had just had that goal disallowed. And Connor Cody is trying to get an explanation off Mike Dean. He's trying to get an explanation as to why his goal's been disallowed. And Mike Dean literally just points to his A-set and goes, "He gave it. He did, He gave." That's that's not fair. That's not fair on these players. Mm. That's not it's fair, not fair on, on the ref. It's not fair. It's not fair on the ref, and it's not fair on the fans. So if they want more respect, take it back to the drawing board and start explaining things properly. Be
0: accountable for your decisions. But it needs better matchday experience for the fan who's at the game as well. You know, it, whether they put it on. Remember, it was replayed at the game, wasn't it, in the grounds? I, I don't know whether that was meant to happen. To be I honest. think the club
2: did that on purpose. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't. Yeah, like because there was absolute outrage and uproar just just from me alone, to be honest. Because in the ground, in the ground as well, I don't know whether what whether they showed this on the tele, how they showed it on the tele or not. But we obviously had no sound, but it made they were making out like did it touch guilty Sigurdsson? Is that why they were what? That's why they the um, why they were checking it.
1: In in the you, gr- what, when we
2: were in the ground, when we were in the ground, you know they had, the, they had the lines and stuff on and
1: all that nonsense, and I yeah. mean, it, it's no if he touched it, then it's it's it's, the, rights, it's right? it. yeah. I mean, it's it's irrelevant and I, it's a matter of opinions. So I'll ask both here, but just trying to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, even more so if that's the other end, it's given, and it's United. Goal in inverted commas. Nailed this? on it's given. Absolutely. As nailed in, on. Do you think it's given or do you think what's? Do you think it should you, be given? Do you think? Do you think they award that if, if if it was Manchester oh, yeah, United? probably yeah. I do as well. If
2: that's Manchester United, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, that I goal, think that goal, that goal's given. They probably I don't do. even check it. No. If that goal's at Old Trafford. Um, field against any other team that's given I just I the, nailed the,
0: on. the problem is that the reason Premier, the Premier League have given or like the full reason it's it's just so inconclusive you know this is literally the quote Sigurdsson was in an offside position directly in the line of vision of David De Gea and made an obvious action that impaired De Gea's ability to make a save well I don't know what action that was he was lying on the floor for one and if he, he was he, doing
1: star jumps in front yeah. of De
0: Gea then I can completely he,
1: he didn't
0: he moved, his, oh. he moved his feet out the way he didn't move his foot towards the ball Again, this has been touted out so many times on Twitter. The Gayers' line of vision clearly... What it, it,
1: When Lewin, when Lewin has the shot, he the hair can the see right. that shot it, and he, he moves to save the, the, the right. ball. The deflection means he's wrong-footed and he's not getting anywhere near it. Sigurdsson has not impeded his view in any way, shape or form. And he's not interfering with play because he sat on the floor. Had, after, after being fouled. Yeah, you know. And it's, if, it's, if it is offside,
0: it's a penalty and they haven't even bothered to, no. to give that. So, you know... I mean, the most frustrating thing for me is if Sigurdsson bloody scores the goal, if scores the goal, none of this happens, does yeah. it? But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, all right, well, I can see you blood boiling there, so we will move
1: on. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast.
0: We, we want to talk about Jordan Pickford. We, we keep talking about Jordan Pickford on the podcast, and it's not all positive stuff. It's kind of mixed, really, isn't it? I mean, obviously, was at the game, so I saw this afterwards. Um, Keane
2: basically saying he's just not a very good goalkeeper. We just go along with that. No, I I just think it's because he hasn't got the competition. I think he's lazy. I think he's got lazy. Tuesday, Tuesday, Sunday was the best and worst of Jordan Pickford again. It was like the uh, the palace. But we, we were getting the best and worst of Jordan Pickford. Seemingly, every weekend, I just it's, don't I think it's costing us now a little bit, is it? At the minute, he, oh no, I, I'd agree. He's but he's got a 19 year old kid on the bench there who's who's pushed it. That's not pushed, that's not being pushed. That's my place is if there's no way I'm being dropped there And I think he's getting comp- a bit complacent. And I, I do agree, maybe in the summer, if things haven't improved, that we have got to have a, like a more serious conversation about them. You're gonna need to get a keeper in to see if he's a keeper. Just is that all right? On the other hand, who would you have instead of him in the Premier League now? Like a achievable.
0: I don't know because you, you're gonna you're never really gonna come like bring someone in who's gonna replace Pickford. Really, it's, it is someone who's gonna be young and up and coming. But even then, that's it's hit and miss, isn't it? As as has been proved over the past two or three seasons. I. I, I, I I think he's got issues at the minute. I think he's definitely got issues, whether it's pressure f- through England, whether it's, he just hasn't got the, he, he's, he's quite clearly got the the ability and the attributes because look at the saves that he's, he, he made to, to actually save the game, but that Fernandez shot, poor, lad.
1: It's very poor. Um, I listened to the last podcast, it was, you spoke about him then, didn't you? And but
0: I, I don't want to keep bringing him up, but no, we have I, to keep bringing him up. I heard,
1: you know, people saying lack of competition, you know, certain things like that. I think I think the lad's just having a bad run of form. Yeah. I think he's a good goalkeeper. He's not a world class goalkeeper. He's a good goalkeeper. Um I think he's low on confidence because because he's not in a in a good run of form. And and as we all know, when goalkeepers make mistakes, invariably they result in goals, don't they? Um and all his mistakes seem to be coming all at once. Um I just I just think he's having a bad run. I think the worst thing you could do now to drop him or start talking about no one's I think the competition thing you know it's it, it's a reasonable argument um but who, who Sheffield United's number two I don't even know but that Henderson doesn't he doesn't seem to be having any problems not yeah. himself or playing well I mean
0: or, even like Liverpool Allison I know that um What's his
1: names had a couple of games but it's only because he's been injured he's just, not pushing him for the place no, really he's, he's having a bad he's, he's just having a bad run of form i think i think every player does don't they you know um there has been a few other players within the everton team who, 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 who we all know have got the ability to play well but just haven't been um in in the recent past but you know if 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 a midfield player gives the ball away you know you can you got a chance to win it back you know if if jordan pickford dives over the ball it's gone in. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's
2: the worst position, isn't it? To be out of form. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, go. You know, strikers go through barren patches. You know, midfielders go through giving the ball away all the time, and you know they they'll try and avoid it. They don't want it. Um, goalkeepers goalkeepers can't hide either. Um, and I just think I just think he's having a, a bad run of form. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think it's a priority to sign a goalkeeper in the summer. Uh, I'd prioritise other positions before that. Um, and I I I think it'll pick up for him I do I think it'll pick up for him and he, and he'll be all right. He doesn't seem the type of person to to um you know let let it sort of get to him. Yeah. Take take away from his belief in himself or anything like that. Obviously I did say he's low on confidence and he is but you know he made up for the, the mistake for me on, on Sunday with the, the save in the second half. Um, Seems to do that every game, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's <laughs> a good goalkeeper.
0: He makes up. We're having, We have the same
1: conversation so every we week. Yeah.
2: Best and worth, best and worth
0: of I mean, just staying on the Man United instance, quite clearly he was a fault for the shot. Um, but a lot of people were, you know, annoyed at the fact that we kept playing out from the back.
1: It was poor. The goal, not just Pickford, who, who absolutely 100% should have saved it, but I think when the ball comes out... and. It, I can't remember that, who gives it, but someone passes it to Walcott, and and the effort he makes to try and mm. retain possession is is abysmal.
0: No, that so that's what we're going to talk about. So it goes from yeah. Pickford to Holgate yeah. to Coleman to Walcott, who, yeah. who loses who, it. Who, yeah, and um, then I
1: don't think Davis is on the on the on the boil. Getting to close the 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 ball down yeah. once it's broke, once Walcott's lost it. I just think it was a it was a really poor goal to concede in in, in almost all aspects. Um, but it it it, it should a, be saved. It's an easy save, yeah.
2: isn't it? Really, it's your bread and butter. In it, that as a as a goalie,
0: in terms of playing out, though, Pickford's, and not just Pickford, the whole team are being clearly told to do that by Angel- Angelotti because it's not as if we're getting the, the um the backs or the two centre backs to go wide of the penalty area. We're actually it's it's, a, it's a two like yard passes, and no, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's an actual ploy that we're yeah. doing. It's a tactic yeah. that we're using, which was clearly used to bring United on to us, so we could find a little bit of space. So I get that's why we were doing it. But I think we did it twice and it, it, it didn't work and nearly contributed to his conceding chances at least. So the third time, just go long for a little bit. Just, just don't it do down. it. Mm. And again, 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 keep coming back to it. It comes back to about being strong enough to say, right, this hasn't worked over the past five or ten minutes. This is pick for the meaning, His man said. Mm. Let's just hit it long. Because we know we've got Dominic Carbett-Lewin, the powerhouse forward who can win with, first with, and yeah. second balls. But we didn't and we, we gave it away. Frustrating. But you do something like your boss doesn't tell you to do then. Well, no, that's what I mean. So he's clearly, know he's I mean. clearly been clearly told to do it. So I've got it, yeah. sympathy for him.
2: Yeah. But the mistake, the main mistake comes from... Five, six times. It wasn't too, It wasn't twice. It was four, five, six times. We tried that in the first yeah, half. I it was, was, yeah, yeah it, it, and it just didn't work. Yeah. It was the second half when we stopped doing that. Um, I think Graham's right though that... The likes
0: of Walcott and Coleman are probably getting off a little bit more scoffery than they should. Mm. I mean, looking back
2: at the goal, I mean, I raised at them all on 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 Sunday. Were they? But looking back now, it's either a terrible ball from Coleman to 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 Walcott. Or a complete distinct lack of effort from Walcott to win the ball. It's a I mix of both of them. I on think it's fifty-fifty. The 50, the, yeah, it, it, really yeah. It's, a 50, it's fifty. It's. It, I wouldn't say it's on Holgate or, or Pickford on, on the goal. Really, I mean, it's it's on Pickford because he lets the shot in, but the build-up to it, it's that it's Coleman I, and Walcott I, for me. It
1: is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But I think I think Davis has to make more effort there to so like, Oh, he should be tighter, Fernandez, yeah. without a
2: doubt. mate. yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if he's if he's he's already on the back foot because he's not expecting. Was to give possession up that cheaply, mm-hmm. I suppose, in it. That, I think mm-hmm. that's probably where you give Davis the benefit of the doubt, in a way.
1: Yeah, I, if Pickford saves it, this conversation's redundant, is it? We're not having it. Um, and, he, and he absolutely, definitely should save it. But, you know, it, it, there's, there's obviously there's still work to do, isn't there? And if that's what Ancelotti wants them to do, then, you know, they're going to have to get better at it. Um, I do agree with what you're saying, Ian. And, and, you know, it, it, that's your game plan. But you know, sometimes you have to just go against the grain, don't you? And you have to be, you know, strong enough and, and, and almost professional enough to, to to read a game and, and dictate a game. You know what I mean? That's what they say. You know, good players can see how a game's going, can't they? And see how a passage of players going. And then they do something to control it, to, you know, control the tempo, dictate the tempo, change the way the way the game's panning out. And, uh, you know, if, if you're under the cushion a lot and you're giving the ball away a lot, I think sometimes going route one, even if it's only for five minutes... You know, that can can alleviate pressure, get players up the park, can't it? You know what I mean? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, The concerning thing
0: for me, for for Pickford anyway, you know, you don't have to look at the example that Guardiola had with Joe Hart. And Mm. he obviously wanted his keeper to be really good with the ball and Mm. play out from the back. And quite clearly Hart wasn't good enough to do that. Got rid, got someone else who couldn't do that. Now, I think Angelotti's a bit more flexible than Guardiola in terms of, they're playing out from the back or going route one, but quite clearly, he wants his goalkeeper to be able to
1: well know the times to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't, I mean, it, it I, I agree with what you're saying, absolutely. You know, Pickford, Pickford needs to, you know, read that and, and and do whatever the game necessitates at the time. But it could be your centre half as well, couldn't it? It could be Seamus Coleman. When Seamus Coleman gets that ball there, he goes, Right, this is going route one, this is going diagonal. I'm going to, I'm going to. Calvert-Lewin on the head. It doesn't necessarily have to be Pickford. Um, but I don't think Angigotti's coming
0: out going, Jordan, you need to play off from the back every time no, there's a goal No, kick. I don't either. So it's it's up to
1: Jordan then to, yeah.
0: to know when yeah. the pressure's on and when it's not really working. Absolutely.
1: Decision-making, innit? It's like it's, it's 90% of the game, innit? They can all pass a ball. They can all trap a ball. They can all control a ball. It's knowing when to do the right thing at the right time, innit? And that's just part of it. Um so yeah, that, that that needs to improve definitely. Um, but you don't you, you make mistakes, you concede goals, don't you? Like, I don't think players do things thinking, "What if I make a mistake here?" Do you know what I mean? That, that, that I don't think that goes through the tour process. So, you know, it's good that they're trying to do these things, but you are right in saying that you know the decision making is not always always good. But that's the same for any team and any no, player, I got
0: no, absolutely. All right, well, we'll just finish off the podcast with a brief, brief preview of the Chelsea game. Um, Rob, past couple of weeks, well, before the Arsenal game, let's say, um, many said that, you know, the matches between Arsenal, United, Chelsea, it would be fantastic if we were to get five to six points out of those, those games. The most now we're going to be able to get is four. Um, we're well, obviously on one now, and then if we beat Chelsea, mm-hmm. we'll get four. But a um, little bit disappointing that we haven't managed to get the win the past two games. So, how do you see the Chelsea game? It's a ground that we just don't have a good record at all. Yeah, it? I mean, same
2: with same big with, same with uh, uh, Arsenal, though, isn't it? We didn't have a good record there. And yeah. It's it, it's a bit of a European six points it? I think if we lose the game, I think Europa League's probably even.
0: Might have to start looking us this relegation again.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think Europa League's probably probably be a bit of a big ask at that. But if we lo- if we lose the game, um if we win. You know, we're well in contention for um, a Europa League spot, with an outside chance of fifth, maybe a very slim outside chance. Wolves we'll keep winning as well, don't they? Yeah, even yeah, I think, yeah, you know, it, it's a must win. You know, if we want to, if we want to stay, it, it, I know it sounds simple, and but it is. If you want to stay in with a shot of it, then we've got to beat them at the end of the day, and. Fingers crossed we do I've got I don't really have much hope On us actually beating them there But You've got You've got to try haven't you um, If we play like We did in the second half on, on Sunday We've got to We'll give ourselves A fighting chance
0: I mean Chelsea are Very inconsistent Grain, Yeah they've had some
1: Poor results at home Haven't they They've got um, a very
0: Congested fixture list Coming up Yeah Um, um So
1: of the games that you mentioned, that I fancy those at home to United, I fancy mm. that's where we pick three points up, no doubt about it. Um, but like you say, Chelsea, Chelsea are inconsistent. and They're not great at home. Um, I watched, I know, I know we Bayern Munich, but I watched Bayern Munich. tear the back out of them last week. Um, I think I remember Bournemouth beating them at home not too long ago as well. Yeah. They, they struggled the the at home, they? They shook the Bournemouth. Struggled at Bournemouth. Sorry, they only yeah,
2: got only got a point there.
1: Yeah. It's it's going to be very very difficult. Uh, I just echo what Rob said. Um, I don't. I don't think we're going to go there and win, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, it's a big game. I think if we don't come away with three points, then Europa League's looking way off. But you know, you you got to go with that attitude, haven't you? Of you know, we we can win the game. I don't think that that am miles better side than we are. I um, haven't said that. I'd probably take a point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we we'll do um, I know it's early days, but. Predictions, let's say your prediction. One one. One one. Yeah. Be negative. Go for the tour. It's positive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I'll probably be even more negative. I think I think we'll probably just get edged out two one. Huh? Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be difficult. I, I just think the week we've had, mm. it's probably gonna end up.
2: Isn't um oh uh, isn't Jorginho suspended? I didn't say anything. He got picked up a book and there's I've certainly seen something in the Echo saying a, a boost for Everton with his Chelsea suspension. It's one of their midfielders, I'm pretty certain it's Jorginho. Potentially. Don't know. Could be wrong, but that's a big, that's a big help for us. If, uh, I don't know, because you know, Kante's out as well, as well, isn't he? So I'm going to go 1-0 to Chelsea. I'm going to be proper negative.
1: <laughs> I said we could see two goals and get beat, so I'm more negative. <laughs> about it. All right, well, lads,
0: uh, thank you for coming on. it it's, it's, been, it's been good, hasn't it? It's like, like I've to, said this before, it's like therapy, this. We like to have a rant, <laughs> don't we? Um, so, Graham, thank you. No Rob, worries. Thank you. No worries, and to everyone listening out there, you have been listening to The View from the Gladys Street fan podcast on the Royal Blue channel.
1: You've been listening to The View from the
2: Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.